Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Hey, welcome to episode 72 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, and this is the first time that I started the intro because I definitely didn't get it wrong the first time and thought this was episode 73. (laughs) My name is Jake Jude. I am joined by Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And the unpaid intern. Hello, hello. And we have nothing to talk about this week because it's September. Well, there's stuff to talk about. There's training camps are ramping up. Baseball. No. (laughs) No. Yeah, for all of you that came here to listen to us talk about baseball, you're in luck. No, you're not. We're not not. talking about baseball. It's (laughs) not happening. Well, we could talk about the Vancouver Canadians. What about squash? That's true, actually. They're in the playoffs. playoffs Apparently, they're getting smoked, though. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently it's not doing too hot. Let's not talk about baseball. You know, we should talk about our sponsors. Let's throw it over to Marcus. He can tell us all about our fake sponsors. We will get to our fake sponsor in just a second, but first I would like to thank our real sponsor, Beaver Buzz. Thank you so much for supporting the boys here at Vancouver Boys Studios. And now to this week's fake sponsor of the week. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by the Star Wars prequels. Much like the San Jose Sharks, they aren't fun to watch and the plot sucks. The Star Wars prequels, so much potential wasted. They do have new pants. The prequels? <laughs> yes, the prequels and the San Jose Sharks. Obi-Wan's going to pull up rocking <laughs> Nike basketball shorts. <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan. True religions on. <laughs> um, they went out of out of business. Did they really? Yeah. The Ooh, Star Wars yeah. prequels? No, <laughs> true San Jose religion. Sharks. No, true religion. Oh, That's crazy. True religion is out. They like ran the early 2000s. I know. They were lit, and now they're gone. Wow. Wow. Couldn't keep up. Well, I guess they suck too. Well, they were also so. like four hundred dollars for a pair of jeans. Yeah, they yeah. were expensive. So inflation hit, and yeah. they were already inflated. <laughs> Tyler, didn't you have a pair of True Religion jeans? I had two. Yeah, whatever <laughs> happened to eight hundred dollars wrapped up in two <laughs> pairs of jeans? Yeah. So I was longboarding one time, and I ripped them right open. Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't longboard in True Religions. <laughs> what What happened to the other pair? <laughs> Why is well, no one answering kay. this question? So technically, they were still fine after I washed them, but <laughs> I had somebody throw up all over the crotch Ooh. of them. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it was a party gone wrong at my house. Sounds like a party gone right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until her mom came to the house. All right. oh. <laughs> okay, all right. I answered True the door religion. naked. Wait, which one vomited on the jeans? <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> When, when, her, when her mom showed up to the door, I was naked, so it was not good. What kind of fucking party was this? A good one. Yeah. <laughs> a memorable one, for sure. Anyway, no, the reason I brought up the San Jose Sharks, though, was because... Have you guys seen these new uniforms that they're rocking? No. Terrible. What? They're absolutely piss awful. I like them. No. They're a home uniform. So they've gone to teal pants now for the home uniforms. Okay. That's fire. But it just looks like they're wearing a onesie because they also have teal socks and teal jerseys. No, it definitely sick. fire. I no, like it, it looks like pajamas. That sounds like the uh, Seattle Seahawks Thursday night out uh, kits. Uh, the neon green ones? Yeah. yeah. I don't like those either. Those are stupid. I don't like those. I was going to say, well, it sounds like... neon. It's... I'm oh, showing yeah. Tyler the jerseys now. No. Oh, these old are ones sick. are so No, much no, no. Yeah, these are wicked. Nice. No. Those are way They're putting the on their ones. pajamas so they can go out there and sleep their way to oh, get so in the dark. You agree. They look like pajamas. 
Jake's it, you know, it, a look it reminds me of like their kits from the 90s. Okay, but here's the thing. Their kits from the 90s were good. I like those. These these don't look good. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how to explain know. it. Weird. I don't like it. And also, they're a terrible hockey team, so I thought it was funny to say that they suck. Yeah. It looks like a Winter Classic jersey. That's fair. I get that. Maybe it's just from the photo, but I could see that no, like, I see where you're coming, coming out from. in like a Winter Classic or a Heritage Classic or something like that. Yeah. But I, I don't like it, though. I don't like it enough to be like a permanent full-time thing. I don't know. It sucks. It does. It sucks, just like the Star Wars prequels. You know what else sucks? The fact that we had, like, no Canucks news this week. Well, there was one sad piece of news. And what's that? It's not really Canucks news, but I I like to think of it as Canucks news. It makes me feel better. Tyler Mott signs a one-year, $1.3 million contract. Where? With the Ottawa Senators. Now, is this not the guy that wanted, like, three and a half mil per season? Like, at the beginning of free agency? It's September. It is September. I know. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm surprised no one went after him, and I'm, I'm surprised that he lasted this long, but I'm also surprised that that's how big of a pay cut he had to take. Yeah, there's got to be some reason to it. Like, I, more teams would have offered him more money, you got to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd think so, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Ottawa, of all places, it's not like he took a pay cut to go to, like, Vegas or, yeah. or like, play for a crazy team like that in a, in a cool city. Vegas mm-hmm. has zero dollars. He would have had they to do. take a negative yeah. pay cut. <laughs> he would have been pay paying them. Vegas to yeah. play there. But you get my point, though. There's places other than Ottawa where he could have gone. Probably. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm confused. I'm sad. But I guess the bottom line is when he wouldn't agree to the money we wanted, the Canucks just filled up their bottom line anyway. Yeah. So even once it was at the point where it's like, oh, hey, Tyler Mott's going to sign for like a million dollars, there was no like roster spots left for us to even give him. Well, I mean, he only signed a one-by-one, so it's like a prove-me contract, so next offseason he'll try to get more. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. And he went to a good team for that. I mean... Yeah, he'll get no, playing time. Yeah, there's no set lines there. Like, he could work his way up to play in, like, second-line role. Yeah. Mm, I don't think he'll get that high up the depth chart, but he'll definitely get plenty of ice time. I think with injuries he could, for sure. Like, yeah. you look at their roster fully healthy, no. Yeah. You get one or two guys out of that lineup, yeah, he could jump up. We'll see. Well, we'll see. In other Canucks news, lots of players have landed in Vancouver over the last uh, week. Yeah, the whole team is already in Vancouver, which usually doesn't happen this far before camp, but it's happened. They're all practicing together. And uh, one thing that's concerned some Canucks fans, including me to an extent, uh, is the line combinations, and but more specifically the defense pairings. Okay. Who would you think they have skating with Quinn Hughes? Travis Dermott. No. Luke Shen. No. Tyler Myers? Nope. I know, so I can't say. Uh, OEL's yes. hurt, so I'm Jack Rathbone? You are incorrect. It is. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Jet Woo. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is OEL? Oliver Ekman Larson. I Didn't he just have a broken foot like a week ago? No. Like he broke in the Worlds. I didn't think it healed this quickly. Yeah, it, it's fixed. Oh. Yeah, the world's was also a lot more than a week ago, pal. Well, I know that. Like three months. Yeah, but no. Still, he, it takes more than three months to look, heal he, from a he's broken fine, foot. And he's skating with Quinn Hughes. They had Luke Shen. Uh, this makes me want to throw up. They had Luke Shen skating with Tyler Myers. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, at least it wasn't Brad Hunt. No, because <laughs> you have Tyler Myers that can't play defense and Luke Shen that can only play defense. But Tyler Myers can't play offensively either. He can't do anything. Yeah, that's going to be it. Well, he's got to play with someone. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I would r- prefer if he didn't. It would be nice if he did. solves didn't. all of this? 
No. <laughs> no. Oh, Wait, this, do someone hear a train coming? Oh, I feel so bad for our listeners who eardrums just shattered. But no, PK does solve the problems. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does. Kate, you want to fix Tyler Myers who can't play defense with another player that can't play defense. Oh, but you have PK Subban who will tell him to play defense. We've done this bit to death, guys. It's not even a bit. It's just a terrible idea. It's really not. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is like, like I've had some like joke takes, but like, I honestly think that this is like a good idea. Well, Vancouver is one of the teams interested in him. Yep. There's, there's three teams left. Two of the other two. I have not seen that. The yeah. Oilers and the Rangers. The Rangers. Oh, and there was one more team. It was back where he started. New Jersey? Montreal? No. Or Montreal? No, the second team. Nashville. Nashville. Oh, shut up, man. No, dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> it was Nashville. Okay, well, I don't think he's going to the Rangers or Nashville. Yeah. I don't see him coming here either, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't see it. Well, the, the Oilers makes a lot of sense. When, does, when you yeah. look at the personalities in that room... Yeah, PK Subban. Well, they is just don't give a fuck who they have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel like Leon Dreisettle will knock out PK Subban by the end of the year. Dude, I would love to see that team with Evander Kane, Patrick Kane, Jake Vertanen, and PK Subban all in the dressing <laughs> Why room. Jake get Tannen there? <laughs> because they're looking at they him too. They are interested in are they actually? Yeah, yeah, so you have those four people in the dressing room. That thing's. That team's gonna be a gong show, but it might. Yeah. It might just work. That's a tinder box for sure. Yeah. Oh. But I wouldn't mind seeing OEL and, and Hughes play together. There's a lot more offensive upside, and OEL can play defense, and Quinn Hughes has shown that he is getting better at defense. Yeah, but they experimented with those two as a pairing last year, and it did not work out well at all. Yeah, but now they have the offseason to kind of work together. and I guess that's kind of true. And, like, if you have a good defensive core, you want two solid defensemen together. You don't want Myers and OEL as your first pairing. And Hughes and Shen is your second pairing. Like, you're really handcuffing yourself twice. Because yeah. you're going to get the offensive production out of Hughes, but not from Shen. And Myers is just holding... I think Myers is just holding back OEL. I mean, we're missing a good stay-at-home defenseman. That's what the Canucks are. Yes. He good, said a, a good, good stay-at-home defenseman. defenseman. He's not that bad. Like, I think, honestly... <sighs> look, you guys have had a year to watch him. And he was injured for most of it. Yes. Like, cut the guy some slack. But I when think... he was in, I guess he just didn't do anything good. You know? Like, he was... Well, he's I... not, he wasn't brought in to light it up. No. no. Right? He was also very poor defensively when he was playing here. Again, but he was injured most of the season. Well, that's before he got hurt. Well, I think... Uh, genuinely, I think he needs a, he needs another shot. People need to give him a little bit more slack. Let the guy come in. You know? Earn a reputation rather than just having a few games. And then we'll see. I think we need, like, a, a nice veteran defenseman. To just set the mood for the defense. Doesn't have to be PK. <laughs> I was going to say, that no, no, like it doesn't PK. have to be PK, but just a, a veteran defenseman that, you know, doesn't play a whole lot of minutes, but can do something to the locker room, teach these guys, you know, the way. Because we have a very. Like John we Klingberg. We need Jared Spurgeon. No, John Klingberg's too offensive. What? I'm thinking like, like, yeah. a, like a Ryan Ellis or something like that. Jared Spurgeon. Yeah. I mean,. I know you're just throwing out a name, yeah. but with his injury last season, he's going to be a different player. Yeah, that'd be the thing. But, like, somebody like that. that Matthias Eckholm. For their defense. Matthias Eckholm. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we made this trade proposal last year. It was a good idea. Yeah, let's stay away from the Preds players because you're not going to poach any of them. But I kind of like what the intern's going on about here. Is that, like, the Canucks defense has been the eyesore of their team for years. They need to find a way to fix it. Like, going into this season... 
they're shaping up to have one of the best seasons they've had in this millennium, right? Like, they could genuinely contest with some of the best teams they've had since the turn of the century. And the problem is, is that they're not going to get anywhere if they can't find a way to really shore up that defense. Because even though Demko's a fantastic goalie and you can rely on him to steal you games, you shouldn't have to rely on him night in and night out. And that's what part of this really pisses me off, is that they're still hanging on to Tyler Myers when I think that there were exit opportunities. If they're talking about having the chance to trade him for a second, there must have been opportunities to trade him with something for anything. Yeah. Just get his cap out of the locker room so that you could have brought in someone else to fix that, that back end. And it, it drives me nuts that they didn't do anything in this offseason to fix that. You know, they brought in a bunch of forwards, they brought in a, a bunch of big names, and they're going to have a good offensive season. But again, that defense sucks, and they need to address it. Okay, what are the odds Tyler Myers has a turnaround season? Zero. Yeah. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry, I've just watched him for three I, seasons. I saw flashes last year that it was like, okay, you know what, this guy's had a, had a good game. Oh, I've seen shifts. See, the, I've seen shifts where I've been like, hey, yeah. that guy looked like he doesn't suck. <clears throat> well, that's but, the thing, right? But like, he can't string them together. It's like he'll make plays where you go, hey, like that was a good play. But the problem is, is it's like you expect NHL-level hockey players to make good plays every shift, and when he makes them once or twice a game – it's not anywhere near where it needs to be, right? Like away from the puck, he's completely useless, right? He doesn't he doesn't keep good players tied up. No, right? Like he's not good. Not without at, taking at, stupid penalties anyway. Yeah, he looks like a moose on the ice. He's just yeah, right? Like he's he looks uncoordinated, which I get it. Like he's a tall guy. I'm a tall guy too. Like I get it. Uh, but the big thing is like he doesn't dig dig out the puck in the corners. He doesn't win puck battles. No, right? He's not a grinder. He isn't physical. He isn't smart with the puck. He isn't fast. He isn't crafty. He's not skilled. He doesn't have a very good shot. He can't really make good playmaking passes. He doesn't see the ice very well. You know, he has no friends. <laughs> it's just his parents it, I, it, don't love him. It's so yeah. Right. It's like I sound so critical over the guy, but it's just because it's like true. I I I I played the game that he is playing. Right, like I grew up as a defenseman, as a tall defenseman. I know his game, and he has not excelled in any department that he's needed to as that player playing that role on that team, and especially because he's a veteran on the team, he's a leader on the team, and he does not fulfill his role in any capacity. Again, it just it drives me nuts because I think that this team has so much potential. There's more potential in this season that we're going into for the Vancouver Canucks than there has been in 20 years, and there probably will be. Because they have Miller on such a good contract and so much cap space that they had to work with. Relative, right? Yeah. So it's just like the fact that he's still in the room and he's still a dead weight and he's still dragging this team down drives me crazy because they had the opportunity to make this team really, really good. Okay. I think we can all say JT Miller is probably the best player on the Canucks right now. Yes. Right? Yes. Currently, yes. Is he good enough to be considered the best player on a Stanley Cup winning team? I would say no. Right? Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. In 2019, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. Who was the best player on that team? Ryan O'Reilly. Do you think Ryan O'Reilly is that much better than JT Miller? Yes, I 100%. think absolutely his two-way game yeah, that two -way just game. blows it out of the water. He probably wasn't, if maybe on par, maybe JT Miller's a little bit better offensively, but Ryan O'Reilly defensively is a monster. And he, Ryan O'Reilly plays every single position. Like, yeah. That's what I mean. Like we don't. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see the gap. I agree but, with you that Ryan O'Reilly does have a very good two-way game. Like he's. If, if it weren't for Patrice Bergeron, he'd probably win the Selkie every year. But or 
at least some of them, right? But I think offensively, you need to have goal scorers, right? And that's that's where I think JT Miller excels. I, I was also going to say that that whole St. Louis Blues thing is a bad example to begin with because that team as a whole was a special case. Like everyone said, when's the last time we've seen a Stanley Cup champion team without a top 10 centerman on it? Yeah, they also had Petra Angelo on the back end. Yeah, exactly. They like, had their defense like, all over have, the ice. Was, their defense was stacked. Their goaltending stood on his head when he had to. And their offense was deep. They would they didn't have one guy go out and get a hundred goals. They had the most I'm pretty sure that year it was like one of the most like forty goal scores. Like no, not even forty, but like point getters. Mm. Or like people above twenty goals or whatever. I'm 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 really failing to see where there aren't a million comparisons between I was just that team that, and this. That does sound like, like no the no. Yeah. Other than the defense, yeah. Other than the defense. you have you have St. Louis had a stacked defense with Pareko and Petrangelo, Edmondson and Gunnarsson were on that team. Those were Edmondson is the assistant captain of Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> on the horn. <laughs> what Ed, Edmondson is a solid defenseman, and he is. He's playing third third line minutes mm-hmm. on that team. Right. Well, you had Jay Bomeister, who was at the very end of his career. At, at the end, but he was still defensively, he was still sound. Yeah. My point is the Canucks don't have the names to win a Stanley Cup right now. They don't have that superstar on the front. JT Miller's our best option, but I don't think he's that guy. Maybe Pedersen in a couple of years, but still you're not sure. And we've got like Hughes, I don't think is going to turn into that all-star defenseman to be on a Stanley Cup winning team, my personal opinion. I think our best name on the team is probably Demko. And it was shown last year that goalies don't win you Stanley Cups anymore. To be honest, I think that the management is wanting to see what this team can do before they fully invest. Because, like, if the Canucks go out and they have a disappointing season, right? Let's right. say they miss the playoffs or they squeak in as a wild card and get bounced in the first round, they're not making any bigger commitments, right? They're not going to go out and try to get a big fish. Right. However... If they do, right, let's say they make it to the Western Conference Final, for example, right? Then I think management goes, hmm, maybe we do something about this. Maybe we try to to add that piece, right? Maybe we actually do commit to a big move, mortgage the future, and bring in a piece now. Miro Heiskanen. Well, they'd never be able to get him. No, they need like an older defenseman that is just looking there on like a last couple years. They're still like a good steady defenseman. He comes in for the last couple years of his career and just teaches the way like what like like Duncan Keith obviously I wouldn't want Duncan Keith on the Canucks but like two yeah like two or three years ago like him that kind of player that have that has already won and come in and teach the culture well I mean it's it, it to me I think you're living in a bit of a fantasy land I think every team thinks that they need another star right like, I think you could probably talk to Leafs fans, and they're like, oh, if we just had, like, you know, Oh, they're going for Patrick Kane. You know? Yeah, right? And they're all talking about how they think they're going to get Patrick Kane. And it's like, I think every team thinks they're one star away from being, you know, a, a cup favorite or even, you know, the, the, the cup favorite. And I don't totally disagree with you because I think there is this absence mm-hmm. of star power in Vancouver. But the problem that I see is that, at least in the NHL, stars do not move that often. Right, like we yeah. talk about the Kachuk trade that just happened as possibly the biggest trade of the century, and I think that oh, um, I don't know. About yeah, that. I don't know. Since about the that well, okay, name name a bigger trade. The Jack Eichel. <laughs> no chance. The whole thing about it. But again, Eric I'm talking Carlson. player for player. Right, Kachuk, Eric a Carlson. top a top Eric five, 
Eric okay, Carlson. Okay, let me finish what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, you asked, asked us. Yeah, <laughs> right, but I don't think you understand the question. Because you just one, said like, Eric Carlson. Players for players. I'm saying, I'm saying a hockey trade because it wasn't just um, uh, Huberto for Kachuk, right? There were other pieces in the trade, right. right? Uyghur went one way. There was conditional picks. It was a huge trade that involved big names. Most trades you look at have one big player going one way, might bring another player with them for contracts, and the other way, it's a bunch of futures or prospects or whatever, okay, right? Okay, I see. So you're talking about roster players for roster. Like exactly. That's and Weber trade. Now, right? But that was a one-for-one. And so it's like, and also I would argue that two top five forwards in the NHL got traded for each other is bigger than two top five defensemen getting traded for each other. Okay. Right? Like, I just think that trade just, was so massive. I'm um, just not okay, on board I would accept, with either I, one of them being a top five well, player in the NHL. I said forward. I said I'm, forward. I'm not, not convinced that they're a, Not centerman. Forward. Oh. Think about forwards in the NHL. Forward is technically. A okay, sir. Wingers then. <laughs> okay. Top two, top five wingers in the NHL. All right, I, I, can I guess I'll, I could call that the trade of the decade then, not the trade of the century. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying sur- since the turn of the century, I'm right? So the last oh, 20, 25 years. Yeah, ago. I was going to say, I'm surprised that you think that the Weber and Subban deal isn't as big as the Kachuk deal, being a Nashville fan. Like that guy was your captain. He was like the face of your franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it, honestly, it changed the identity of the team. Yeah, um, it was massive, and I'm not downplaying it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I think when you look at the identities of the teams, Nashville's identity was modified less than the Calgary Flames' identity. I mean, that entire team yeah. is going to be completely different next season. Yeah. But that's also beca- right? because yeah, of like drawing free agency and stuff. Like, there's other there's yeah. other pieces to that that weren't technically part of the trade. They just all happened it, around the it same time. It definitely was one okay. of the biggest it, trades. If that, that team... I'll throw this at you then. Do you think that trade happens if Goudreau left? Yeah. No. It's up in the yeah. air. No, I, I do. Because I think Kachuk wanted out no matter what. I don't... No, like, if Goudreau stayed, I think Kachuk stays. This is, I think, the sorry, I'm just, I'm totally rerouting the conversation here, but this, as a Canucks fan, is the most all-in I think I've ever been, as an adult. Because, like, as a kid, obviously, you're watching the team. I didn't really understand trades and stuff. I was just, like, I knew who I was cheering for, and I knew the best players on the team. I didn't follow trades and or drafts and stuff like that. Now I'm looking at it, and for the first time, I'm like, all right, fuck the future. We have this amount of time. We have three years tops to win a cup. Or they're going to have to blow it up because that's the way they've structured it. I I do some crazy stuff now if I was management. I would do anything to make waves. Do you think Pedersen is a first line center on a Stanley Cup champion team? I think him. I think Pedersen when he hits his ceiling is. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pedersen right now is because you got to think too. Last year we watched a Pedersen where the first half of the season he was playing with a uh, not a broken wrist but like a bummed yeah hand. like an injury yeah. And, you know, the fans got on him, myself included. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that he was injured because that was hidden from the media and from other players. And then he came out and ended up scoring over 30 goals in the season. And he only had, like, nine in the first half of the year. So, like, if he can stay on that pace, he had, like, a 1.4 points per game average in the second half of last season. I, I don't know. Whenever I think of Pedersen and I think of other Stanley Cup contending teams, they don't have, like, a, a skinny playmaking dangler as like they're like one of their top forwards. No, they have a Nathan McKinnon, a Miko Rantanen. These yeah, are all big guys. Big Gabriel Landeskog. That play playoff have, hockey that'll drive you through the boards. What about say puck. like Andre Svechnikov? That team I would 
He's he, one of their he's best bigger. players. Like he's fought. He's he got knocked out by Ovi. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, he's that was willing to like throw it down and like he's like like he'll throw the hits and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I guess. And like that the team, closest, the closest person I can think of would be like Pavel Datsuk. What about Cole Sebastian Aho? Like, yeah, I don't think Cole like, is on the worst team in the NHL. Yeah. Right, but he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals and he was one of their best players in those finals. Uh, yeah, that whole year was a fluke. Yeah, it was it was weird, but it still happened. My, well, if, if you look at teams that consistently make the playoffs or teams that consistently win games, you have your Nathan McKinnons, you have your Austin Matthews, yeah. you have your uh, Connor McDavid. Well, he's not a big guy, but he's the fastest person in the world. Yeah. yeah. You have... but that, Okay, but then you look at the Canucks and say, okay, what about JT Miller, right? You could argue that in these next three years, JT Miller is going to be better than Pedersen in all three years. It's possible. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean. I don't think that Pedersen is a first-line center on a Stanley Cup winning team. Is he a second-line center? If he's a second-line center, I think he's one of the better second-line centers in the league. I think, yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. that, but he just doesn't come across to me as a playoff hockey type person. No, he's, well, he's, he's Swedish. Well, and like yeah. if you look at Pittsburgh, <laughs> they had Crosby, so Victor Hedman. Yeah, like that's, that's, not what that's I mean. different. He's a defenseman, and the guy's a Viking. Like he's Pedersen's a dangler. He he does all the pretty stuff. Yeah, but we need a player that does the pretty stuff, but also will get down and do the gritty stuff. Yeah. Well, we, again, that's kind of what JT Miller does. Yeah. JT Miller makes the spectacular plays, the fun dangles. He, but JT Miller's think, the only player on the Canucks. Yeah. Well, I, I actually don't know if I totally agree with you guys on that. That that plays like well, maybe not now. I'm no but last year. I'm thinking well for for one. I think Bo Horvat needs to be acknowledged here. Yeah, like he's, I, yeah. I think right? Bo like Horvat he, is a second line center on a Stanley Cup team. I don't think Pedersen is. So you think Pedersen gets bumped down to the third line? I no, no. no I would think that on the wing. if we wanted to go and make a run and management was like, okay, like let's get a big name, I think we get rid of Pedersen. You think he's traded? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's I actually it's, don't hate that idea. That I is not something I've really even I, considered. I can't even imagine the Canucks winning a Stanley Cup. And Pedersen being one of like the factors to it, just because I think once you get later into the season uh, and into the playoffs, the game gets so much more about like just hitting and staying healthy and just like you think he'll get it's body out. bashing. Yeah, I don't think his body and the way that he plays the game would transfer over into the playoffs and still be okay. that good. My my issue oh, there though weird. is like, what if he were to modify his game though? Because like. To my opinion, we've seen two different kinds of Elias Pettersons over the last few years. Yeah. Right? Like, I think over the last two to three years, we've seen a more shoot first kind of ask questions later kind of guy. Right? Like, he really sets himself up. He takes really hard, accurate shots. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't do as much of the, the, you know, dangle and dishing. Mm -hmm. And so I think if he continues to move his game in that direction, I think that maybe he pushes out like Brock Besser and takes over that role. And then that makes him expendable. Because I think... You're right. As a first line center, he's probably not what you want. Mm-hmm. But as a first line winger, yeah, I think he's better than Besser, like, or I, even a I'm, second line winger. I'm trying to think of who you I like, even with out Horvat? of all in the NHL. Yeah, well, I mean, we. I guess we can ask Marcus because he would have the most um, most knowledge on this. Mm-hmm. Why don't they play Horvat and Pedersen together more? Honestly, I, I hate to say this because I, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know what goes on in there. A part of me wonders if they just don't get along. Because you never see them with each other. Mm-hmm. Like when it shows like teams hanging out and stuff and they go do stuff as groups, you'll see like Besser and Horvat together. Or you'll see them with Hughes or you'll see Hughes and Besser with Pedersen. 
I don't know if I've ever seen Pedersen and Horvat together outside of the rink anywhere before. And maybe this is just a, a fan reading way too far into it. A big part of me wonders if they get along or if they have different ideas about anything, whether that's on ice or off ice, right? Because, yeah, they have never played together, ever. I can't think of one time when they were on the same line. You smell that? It smells like the title of this play, or of this podcast. What's the title? Pedersen and Horvat aren't friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could honestly see Pedersen playing with Miller and someone like Ilya Mikheyev. And I feel like that could be a very be a crazy dangerous line. Okay, if you had to compare Pedersen to like like to his uh ceiling mm-hmm. to somebody else in the NHL, who would you compare him to? Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, that's a very good comparison. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, he he's small, he well, I mean Pedersen's taller, but like these like not heavy. All, all he does is dangle and score. Like that's his whole game is just built on those two things. Yeah. I don't think it has to be though. I think it can change. I, like he'd have know, to. I, he has I, to bulk up more. I 100 percent agree with Jake. Like we've seen Pedersen lay the body. Like he knows how to play with his body. He can hit, just not repetitively. That's what I mean. He's six two. He's, he's got a. He's got the size. He just needs to. No, but get he's, the body he's also strength. like 180 pounds. I know. Still. He just yeah. needs to build some some muscle. Like he yeah. knows how to do it, but he just doesn't. And if he does, it's very rare. Yeah. Like he needs to incorporate that. Incorporate that more into his game. Yeah. But then again, then there's that risk that what if he gets injured, right? Because he is a skinnier. Yeah. Guy. So what? If, what if he does throw a hit or goes into the boards wrong, and then something happens, right? Like, I think, I think to really make that jump, Pedersen is not off the table. Yeah, well, that, that's weird. Trading Pedersen is not something I've ever even considered before. Yeah. I I, I personally think this season is kind of a tell-all season. Like your your big decisions are going to be made off of what goes on this year. If Besser doesn't hold his own this year, I think Besser's gone. Like, yep, I agree. I don't think anyone's really safe except for JT Miller. But this is kind of going to be your season where you got to prove yourself to this new management. And if you're not cutting it, like they're going to get rid of you. You're getting cut. Exactly. This and Colt Pareko's coming in. <laughs> this team right now is not good enough to win a Stanley Cup, even if everybody were to the reach their ceiling, I think. I think that there's got to be a massive change if they want to compete for a cup. I still think though in that sense of everyone being at their ceiling, I still think the only weakness then is defense. Because Thatcher yeah. Demko at his best is a Vesna caliber goalie. Best in the league. Yeah. When you look at our you forwards, bet? when you look at our <laughs> forwards, our forwards, you're right. We might not have the best forwards. We might not even have a top 10 forward in the league, mm-hmm. but we are deeper than almost any team. 100%. In the league, yeah. I we are say. we are one of the deepest in the forward yeah. group. The, the big gap is just on defense. We have Quinn Hughes, who's a great offensive defenseman, and that's it. Honestly, yeah. I, I even think Quinn Hughes could take another step offensively. Oh, he, he for sure could. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's hard for him to do that when he doesn't have someone reliable to cover for him, right? Like, to be an offensive defenseman, that means you have to take risks. And that's okay. But you have to be able to trust your D partner, too, that they can be there for you if the play comes back. And right now, there's really no one on this team that they can do that with, except for Luke Shen, who, while positionally he's good, he's not fast enough. If a two-on-one breaks down the other way, it can very quickly become a two-on-o. Well, in other Canucks news, Alex Chason was just signed. Ooh, wait, I, I want to take take some guesses. Uh, Eastern, Western. I'm That's not, not a guess. I'm not telling you. Oh, I don't, I don't even get that. <laughs> nope. 
I tell you what, you we'll give you a you, hot and cold. No, I, I, we'll do. You're going to say a team, and we're going to say higher or lower in the standings on where we think this team will end up next season. Philadelphia Flyers. Higher. Higher. Well, there's not that many teams left. Oh, God. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Oh, Jesus Christ. I already can't play this game because I disagree with you. <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, no think, you know, I'm, think, I'm sticking with it. Can I give him yeah, a I'm hand? No. no. Okay. okay, so I'm guessing that it's towards the bottom. A team that's probably not making the playoffs, the Kings. Lower. Lower than the Kings. Detroit. Lower. Lower for Lower sure. Lower than Detroit. San Jose. Oh, oh that's, that's close. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna Arizona? go higher. I, I think their ceiling is higher. I'm gonna go higher. Arizona? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Alex Jason signed in Arizona. Well, now uh, well, they're definitely sorry. gonna be better. He, yeah. He signed, yeah, they're, they're they're not gonna make the playoffs, but And he's uh, gonna be the reason why. Exactly. You know the, they, the Anaheim Ducks. They used signed to have... him to a professional tryout. So not a contract, but no. he's gonna try out for the team. Yeah. The, the Anaheim Ducks used to have a reputation for just taking the Canucks leftovers. Like they would get things we didn't want anymore. BXA. BXA Kessler. Yeah. Guys like that. Yeah. Um the Arizona Coyotes. Lucas Spiza? No, we got him from Michael Delzato? No, Spiza went to Vegas, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got taken in the expansion. Yeah, um, we got Spiza Michael Delzato though, right? Yep. Good Branson. Eric Branson. Yeah. There's a few examples. Okay, yeah. And it was all in a short amount of time. Yeah. Arizona in the last two years has taken Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, Troy Stetcher, and Alex Chason. In in two years, give him back. That's uh, that's almost as many as Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. That's right. That one off season just took like six of our players all at once. Wasn't it just two? Gabranson was oh, one no, of them. It was it was four, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was Tan- Gabranson, Levo, Markstrom, and Tanev. Tanev and Louis Domingue. Oh yeah, well. he was our third stringer, and then he went to Calgary. Yeah. Still, though, what a weird situation. That hey? is that is weird. It's almost more than weird. It's almost kind of... Uh, kind of goofy. Kind of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goofy. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the part of the show called The Biggest Goof of the Week. This is the part of the show where I go out and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with the guys. We have a little chat about it. And this week, the intern's here to talk about it, too. So I don't know if you guys have been keeping tabs on who is and who's not and what teams have and what teams don't have captains. But this week, there was a team, a well, pretty storied team, that announced they have a new captain. And I think it was a pretty goofy selection given the options they had. The Montreal Canadiens named Nick Suzuki their new yeah. captain this week. A bit goofy considering they have longtime veterans of the team Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, to me, it kind of makes sense because Gallagher's kind of on his way out. You're not going to want to just bring in a captain that's that's going to be gone in a couple of years, like especially with a historic team just swapping captains. They don't really do that a whole lot. I think that's exactly why you do it. I think that's exactly why you name Brendan Gallagher the captain. I think I, Suzuki's only been there, okay, what, well, two wait, years? I that? think Suzuki's the future of that team. I, I agree, I and that, that's why I'm confused. That That's like saying when they named Bo Horvat captain, they should have just made Alex Edler captain. No, 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 so not at all. He just doesn't seem like a captain type. Like, Brian Gallagher does. He does, but again, if he's only going to be there for one or two more seasons, what's the point? Oh, oh. But to be fair, 
Brennan Gallagher, regular player. Brennan Gallagher, captain of the Montreal Canadiens. That just like, I feel like that gives him more value. More So they should have made him captain to boost his trade value. Yeah, I think so. No, <laughs> I think, I think no, that no, gives no, him no. more value. Here's my thing. I feel like Montreal fans would riot if they started doing yeah, that. Yeah, with it being Montreal. Okay, I, I don't know how old Brendan Gallagher is, but I think he's probably in his early 30s. And to say he's only going to be there for another one or two years, that seems a little ridiculous to me. I, I'm not sure how long his contract is, but here's the thing. Brendan Gallagher has been a Montreal Canadian his entire career. The other thing about Brendan Gallagher is he played his WHL hockey for the Vancouver Giants when I used to go to games all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this guy play. He has so much heart and passion and drive. He's such a natural-born leader. He's been in Montreal for so long and played that exact same way. I think that if any player deserved to be the captain, bar none, far and away, should have been Brendan Gallagher. And the fact that they gave it to Nick Suzuki shows me that they were just giving it to a good fan-favorite player. And I don't really like that very much. I like players to to deserve being the captain, to be respected. And that's how you end up with a leader who is your captain, not just the best player in your team. But I mean, who knows what Suzuki's like in the dressing room, though? Like, who knows? Maybe he is a leader in the room. Maybe people look up to him. Maybe people ask him all the questions. Maybe he's the one telling people what's wrong and calling people out on their shit. Like, we don't know because, honestly, I don't see a whole lot of Nick Suzuki in... Yeah, and I don't really follow the Montreal Canadiens media because mm-hmm. it's always Toronto-based everything. But mm-hmm. who knows? He could be that guy behind closed doors, like like Bo Horvat is for us. Like people outside of Vancouver probably are like, "Why is JT Miller not the captain? Like why is Bo Horvat the captain?" But like at the time, Bo Horvat for us was was the guy. But here's the thing: there, do you think that had Bo Horvat not been named the captain before JT Miller got to the team? It wouldn't have been JT Miller. No, it would have still been Horvat. Well, maybe. But okay, but then that goes back on the point where it's like Bo Horvat was drafted by this team in 2014. He's been on the team for nearly a decade. You know, he deserved to, to move into that role because he was respected by the fans. He he was, you know, not homegrown, but he was, like I said, drafted by the team, grew up with the team, He kind of moved into being the captain, kind of deserved it. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Suzuki was drafted in what, 2019? Right, he got traded yeah. to Montreal in like 2020. It just it just seems weird that a player that's so young, that's been in the organization for such a short period of time, has deserved this massive, you know, credit and 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 respect. And not to say that he shouldn't be respected, but you know, that level of respect being the captain of the Montreal Canadiens is a huge title. Yeah, it is. And it's just shocking to me, especially considering their last captain was Shea Weber, a player who had developed such a high level of respect amongst the league, right? Playing for Team Canada, um, you know, and, and being a leader on a, a lesser-known franchise like the Nashville Predators were at the time. And so it's just, it's bizarre to me. And that's why it's the goof of the week is because it seems like a goofy move, a weird thing to do. I should have given it to Slavovsky. <laughs> just pulled a straight 180, give it to the new guy. Yeah. I guess the thing is for them that their timing didn't really work out with Weber getting his injury, right? Like, he wasn't really there to kind of chaperone in the new generation of young Canadians, yeah. right? Like, yeah, no, that, yeah. that was the thing. When you look at even how Horvat got the captaincy, it was because the Sedins were there with him for his first, what, four seasons? Three or four seasons, I forget. But either way, they, they were there. They mentored him. They chose him from the beginning, and they saw something in him, Right. There was a reason that he was groomed to take that over. And I guess maybe that's part of what 
the Canadians organization was afraid of was they're, they're entering a rebuild and they don't have their Sedins, right? They don't have their Shea Weber. They don't have the previous leader like slowly stepping back and getting ready to hand off the torch. They're on their own. And if they didn't do this, I guess you're right. They could have given it to Gallagher, but to, to fill that exact role that you're talking about. Yeah. That's my point. But, then, why but then the captaincy's not? new to him too. But leadership, right, then, but leadership isn't. And that's my point, is giving him the captaincy, right? He's in that perfect window in his career where he's still a great player. He's a leader. He's respected in the city. He's been there for over a decade. It just it makes absolutely no sense to me why they wouldn't give it to that player. I'm not saying that Nick Suzuki is a bad option. I'm just saying that it seems really weird to me that they had this perfect option that they didn't choose. Well, I mean, you know how like the Buffalo Sabres just swapped their jerseys and it's their kind of sign of a new era coming in. Yeah, they brought in the old goat head as yeah. their alternate. Yeah. Maybe this is their way, like Montreal's way of showing that this is a new era of the Montreal Canadiens. And since they can't change their jerseys or do anything like that because it's such a historic franchise, yeah. they give it to who they think is going to be the leader of the new era, which I guess they think is Nick Suzuki. Right. Just skipping Gallagher. That is one thing with Montreal is other than their reverse retro and like winter classics where they're like mandated by the league to have a new jersey. They've only ever worn their like iconic red sweater with the blue stripe in the middle. That's it. Yeah. It was a bit off topic, but I felt I wanted to say it. I'm glad I did. Anyway, there you go. That is the biggest goof of the week. Nick Suzuki being named captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens. Thank you. Les habitants. The Canadians. What'd you call them? That's not right. We no. <laughs> I used to, when I'd see the, what is it, L LNH instead of NHL yeah. for them on their crest on their jerseys. Yeah. I was just, as a kid who didn't read it properly, I just thought that was La National Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> the La National Hockey League. Ah, oui, oui. My friend, that is the name of the episode. La National Hockey League. <laughs> La National Hockey League. <laughs> At any rate, uh, let's take a step back. We'll head to break, and we will get another word from our fake sponsor and our real sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by the Star Wars prequels. Much like the San Jose Sharks, they aren't fun to watch, and the plot sucks. The Star Wars prequels. So much potential. Wasted. And by Beaver Buzz. Thank you, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a 6 by 6 Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the second half of the Vancouver Boys podcast. I am your host this week, Jake. I'm joined by uh, Tyler, Marcus, and the intern this week, as I'm sure you are aware, because we don't get people who listen to only the second half of the episode, but I thought I'd let everyone yeah, know. What is with that? <laughs> I don't know. I just think of new and creative ways to come back into the second half of the show. But let's let everyone know creative. what the plan is for the second half. So we're going to start by going over uh, or continuing our segment where we've been looking at each division one at a time, episode by episode, and ranking each team in the division. Then we're going to have a, uh, a very special game that the intern has put together for us. 
We had a little trivia game. Then we're going to jump into the inbox in some creative and new way. And then we're going to jump into Tyler's surprise headline. So that's what that's what the second half has in store for you. So let's get it started. Um, don't get it twisted. Yeah, don't get anything twisted now. Except for Tyler. Speaking of Tyler, Tyler, why don't you give us your list of the central division? Oh, we're doing your, your, your projected list. We're doing mine Wait, first. no, never mind. We don't start with Tyler. We're going to start with the intern. Uh, All right, intern, give us your list. Starting with the best team. No, no. We start at the bottom. The worst team? Start at the bottom. (laughs) I feel like you might. uh, Okay, fine. You Uh, fight. You don't argue with us. Is our show. You're lucky to be here. I think that the bottom. I mean, everybody has the same number. Okay, whatever. Anyways, I guarantee you, everyone's list is going to be completely different here. I agree. We should all have the same top team. I disagree. Oh, so stupid. I that. (laughs) I got I got aside with the intern here that this should be a really easy choice. I don't think we're all gonna have the same top. Team. Oh my god! Okay, last team in the division, Chicago Blackhawks. Second to last, your Arizona Coyotes. Then we're going Minnesota. Then we're going Winnipeg. Then we're going Nashville. Just squeaking in. Then we got Dallas, St. Louis, Colorado. You have Minnesota falling off a cliff. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, who's their goalie? Flower power. Yeah, no, he's not going to do well. Did year. you ask who their goalie was because you forgot? No, no, no. Like, oh, okay. I, I'm like generally like, <laughs> that's their goalie. And then they just traded Max Talbot and got Gustafson back. Cam Talbot. Max Talbot retired. Or Cam Talbot, yeah. <laughs> got Gustafson back. Don't think he's going to be that great. No. So I think that they're missing the playoffs. And yeah, everything else is correct. <laughs> Enough said. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I will give you guys my list. So I uh, I have Arizona bottoming out in the bottom of the division. I, I think that this is the second best division in the NHL. Um, and I what? think that, oh. yeah. No. And I think that uh, Arizona is, you know, they're in tough. Um, they have absolutely no direction. They have no skill on the team. They're going to end up at the bottom of the division. I disagree. <laughs> Seventh place, I have the Chicago Blackhawks. We all know that they're a dumpster fire. They're not trying to win, but they still have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Or at least what used to be Jonathan Taves. So I think they're going to be fine. They're not going to finish at the very bottom, but they're definitely not going to do much. Seth Jones is on D there too, so, you know. Uh, next, I have the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, as I can't remember who said it, but someone said in the first half of the show they didn't do anything productive in the offseason. Yeah. Which one of you guys was that? It might have been, been me. Yeah, right? And I totally agree with that. Yeah. They have not added to their team. I said they're going to suck. We know you said that they just rely on Hellebuck, or they tr- they ride him like he's the best It was a conversation player. where we were all kind of on the same page about them, yeah, except for Jake. Right? Well, I didn't say anything because I just wanted to bring it up now. The Jets suck. They're going to suck. They're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they have no future, and I'm loving it. And also, I have them finishing low enough in the standings to the point where they're embarrassed about where they finish, but not so low that they have a good chance of getting Bedard. Very strategic of you. Yes. That's where I see them land. Uh, right now, their management's like, ah, oh, that Jake Jude <laughs> ruining <laughs> our chances and, at Bedard. Yeah. And, and next year, Jake has them, or like the following season, Jake has them dead last. Yeah, dead last. They're going to get the first overall pick, and it's going to be a bust. Yeah, Nail Yakupov's re-coming into <laughs> yeah. the league. His younger brother, Flail Yakupov. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so after that, I have the Dallas Stars. I think the Dallas Stars didn't do much in this offseason either, um, but they did sign Jake Oettinger, who I think is going to be a pretty solid backstop for him. They won't make the playoffs, though. Uh, in fourth, I have the Minnesota Wild. They got worse, but not a lot worse. 
Then the St. Louis Blues, they're a solid team, but I don't know. I just don't think that they're going to have a very good season, and I think that they're going to compete for a playoff spot, but only because every team in the Central is kind of around the same skill level from like Dallas all the way up through to number two. So I think that they're just going to end up winning out because they have a little bit more of a solid team. In second, I have the Nashville Predators. <laughs> you guys really thought I would put them over Colorado? No, I wouldn't. Colorado's at first. Oh, wait. No, I go now because we, we have to save whatever that is for last. <laughs> I'm just like dying that Nashville's number two. But <laughs> Well, yeah. you know what? Like, I think they're going to have a really good season. They surprised a lot of people last year, and I think they're going to continue to surprise. That being said... Every time that they finished higher than they should have in the standings, they end up doing worse in the playoffs. So I don't know whether I want them to finish second, but I think any way you look at it, they're going to make the playoffs, and that's all I really care about. Anyway, uh, Marcus, why don't you give us your list? Well, I, I got to agree with you on one thing, and that's that the Arizona Coyotes are coming in last. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I, I'm so, like, you're everyone's right. Chicago sucks. They're going to be terrible. But Chicago has some good pieces. Arizona has absolutely nothing. They got Alex Chase on. No, they signed him to a professional <laughs> tryout. They're playing Keller. They're playing at a university. <laughs> <laughs> they got Vamelka. Clearly it, they have home field advantage at that university. Yeah. I mean, they're a minor league team. They might as well play in a minor league arena. Exactly. So, anyway, I, I feel like they're going to be bottoming out. And yes, I do have the Chicago Blackhawks coming just above that. Uh, because they are the Arizona Coyotes with a couple good players, but that that's about it. After that, this is where things get a little weird. I've got the Dallas Stars. I guess that's not that weird. I just I don't think Dallas is going to do anything this year. I, I think that Ottinger, there's a really good chance that was a one-off that uh, Runny had in the playoffs there. I think they might be putting a little bit too much faith in him. So uh, I have Dallas coming in third from the bottom. After that, I have the Winnipeg Jets, who I think, like we all said earlier, they're going to ride their goalie too hard. They're aging goalie, by the way, who is not who he used to be. He is not enough to keep that team competitive. Then, just above that, I have the Minnesota Wild, who are just forever stuck as a mediocrity example in a dictionary. They are just not breaking out of the middle of the pack there. Above that, got... The Nashville Predators just just barely scraping past that mediocrity level themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Coming in next, I have the St. Louis Blues. And, of course, in first place, I have the Colorado Avalanche. All right, Tyler. We've given a three somewhat realistic lists. Let's hear whatever you have written down on this napkin. Yep. <laughs> Why is it glued together pieces of a magazine? Don't worry about it. Why are they stuck together so much? <laughs> <clears throat> Don't worry about it. Coming in last, I have the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Absolute dumpster fire of a team. They shopped everybody out. Freaking, they're, they're done for. Not everyone. Not yet. Yeah, well, what, what makes Arizona... Better than that. What does Arizona have that the Blackhawks they got don't? Nothing to they lose. got Alex Chase on on a PTO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. In seventh, I have the Winnipeg Jets. They are going to trade Shifley this year. I, I'm telling you right now, and wow. they are, they're garbage. Then, the <laughs> Dallas Stars. What the? F Dude, you no. still don't have the Coyotes <laughs> on the list. 
After that, the Nashville Predators. You're joking. This is the legit list. Right above Nashville. This is the stupidest. Okay, every every week. Daddy's getting every good. week you've got a stupid list, but I can at least somehow get but behind it. This time he has a problem this with is it. Bullshit. All right, this is bullshit. Coming in right above the Nashville Predators. I wanted to put this team dead last, but I couldn't because of Kirill Kaprizov. You wanted to put them. <laughs> <laughs> this still isn't the Yotes. <laughs> the Minnesota Wild. Wow. There's no Coming way. Coming in third. No way. Coming in third, I have your Arizona oh. Coyotes. I actually thought he was going to say the Blues. Get, get, I thought he was going to oh, say the Blues. God's sake. You know what? Watch the Coyotes this year. Watch them do what? <laughs> they beat Colorado twice last year. I don't year. know if I can That's watch more than them. any other team. A, do they even have a camera booth Who's in their, their arena? <laughs> Who's their goalie? Fomelka. <laughs> Dude, they beat the Avs twice last year. No other team did that. They also lost like 70 games last year. Not a lot of teams did that either. Yeah, but they weren't trying. This year, with all the teams tanking, Coyotes are going to the moon. Oh. All right. In second, we have your St. Louis Blues. Because <laughs> I just could not put that one in the Coyotes. <laughs> uh, and... In number one spot, everyone said the same thing. It's the Colorado Avalanche. Give me that napkin. <laughs> I need to see. Give me it. There's no way. I wouldn't There's touch no that way. napkin, man. Yeah, it's gross. It's soaking wet. <laughs> Wait, what the? F- the one on the left is just all the teams, and the oh, one on the right oh, is my list. Jake's trying to read it, but it's no, you know, finished. No, it's funny because he 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 battled with one decision. <laughs> He, he, he's got arrows here, and it's it's that <laughs> it's and it's of the coyotes because he he was trying to decide where to put them, and he battled with putting them at fourth. <laughs> Ew, why is it so wet? <laughs> Mom's sweating, right? My hands are wet. Wild and yotes, Jesus! What a list, <clears throat> quality, some quality content right there. That was horrendous. Yeah. You watch it. I guarantee you all my picks this year are going to be exactly right. <laughs> Coyotes. You, know, you want to make a bet? <laughs> sure. All right, I'll Coyotes bet you, make the playoffs. Yeah, I'll bet you the deed to your house that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so the intern has put together a little game for us. Uh, I know nothing of this game other than he's been working hard on it all week. So without That's further bullshit, life, <laughs> I got stuck with this ten minutes ago. <laughs> so without further ado, Alex the intern, what you got for us? Uh, okay, we got some trivia questions. Poor guy. <laughs> he, he doesn't even get headphones. He, know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't even, know what's going on. He doesn't um, even get to know why that was funny. So we got some trivia questions. Gonna test the the boys' knowledge on NHL history. Are we like buzzing in? Are you asking individuals? No, so everybody, everybody will take a turn to answer the ah, question. Okay. okay. Uh, first one. I need you to name me the last three goalies to win the Conn Smythe. Andre Vasilevsky. Or maybe we'll just go first with the right answer. Okay, which damn trophy is the Conn Smythe? <laughs> the the best, MVP, best player, best player in the, the Stanley playoffs. Cup Finals. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's like that's the one Makar won 
yeah, yeah. last season. So Vashlevsky. <clears throat> okay. uh, uh, do you want a hint? They're all 2010 up. Okay, Tim what? Thomas. Yeah, Tim Thomas. Mark Andre jo- Fleury. Nope. Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick. Wow. Yeah. All three. Well done, all right, that's a good one. All right. That was fun. I yeah, like that. Do yeah. more. I didn't I even can. get a chance to answer it, but that's okay. Well, you, yeah. you had all the chances yeah. in the world. I thought we were doing it. Oh. No, I like pitied you and took a long time to answer. You, you could have okay, jumped well, in. What do you guys want to do? You want to do first answer or correct answer? Well, Just I, give us each the I got chance both, to answer. So it doesn't okay, matter. Okay, so this will be correct answer. You all get a chance. Okay. NHL legend John Scott <laughs> won All-Star MVP. What year was it? I'm going to go to Jake for his answer. I'm going to go 2016. 2016. I'm going to go to Tyler. That's exactly what I was going to say, but I will say 2015. 2015. <laughs> I'm go I was also <laughs> going to say 2016. Yeah, he, he was thinking like 2009. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say 2016 as well. No, uh, I'll go 2017. I mean, you guys can say the same answer if you think you're right. Wait, no. Well, it sucks because, okay, I will say 20. Uh, 16 then okay. because 2017 my was answer. Besser. I'll keep my answer. And I don't think I would have remembered before that. Look, okay, it was 2016. Yeah. I'm surprised Ooh. you guys got that. <laughs> I want extra yeah, points because I knew that Besser got it in 17 too. Mm. And we're going back to the goalies. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sergey. This is either going to be you everyone's going to get it right or everyone's going to get it wrong. Okay. What goalie has the most wins in the NHL? Of all time? Of all time. Martin Brodeur, right? Okay, Jake's answer is Martin Brodeur. Going to go Tyler. Most wins? Most wins in NHL history. Patrick Waugh? Patrick Waugh? No, okay, I, I knew it. It definitely <laughs> was Brodeur, and I'm just trying to think if someone passed him recently because for whatever reason that's in my head, but I can't think of who it would be, so I'm going to stick with... Marcus is just stealing all my answers. <laughs> he keeps asking you before me. <laughs> See, anyway, I don't, I don't want to just pick the same answer as I, everyone else. Anyway, I would say it's either Brodeur or someone who passed him in the last, like, two years. Okay, well, there's no goalie named somebody that passed him in the last <laughs> two years. So. Wow. We're going to say that's an incorrect answer. <laughs> okay. And it was Martin Brodeur. Okay. I thought it was Patrick Waugh. Is Roberto Luongo in third place, or do you even have that up there right now? No, we don't have the budget for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) If you paid me, maybe. (laughs) I got two questions left. Uh, Swedish players. Hey! Canucks love Swedish players. Who, what Swedish player has the most points in NHL history? Matt Sundin. Okay, Matt Sundin. Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg. Nicholas Lidstrom. Okay, it was Matt Sundin. Hey. Now, what Swedish player has the second most points in NHL history? Hey, put your phone down. Put your phone down, Jake. I'm not looking it up. Peter Forsberg. (laughs) Nicholas Lidstrom. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you a hint. Nobody said his name. Okay. Second most in... It might surprise you guys. Marcus Naslin. It's definitely not Naslin. Daniel Alfredson. Okay, Daniel Alfredson. Marcus Nasland. Okay, now I actually am piggybacking off of Jake. I'd say Alfie. It is Alfredson. Fuck's <laughs> sake, so, man. Okay, okay, get your own answers. Yeah, but you can't say that when they're right. <laughs> it, it's not like I'm guessing the same as you and we're wrong. Okay, now this will be this will be a fun one. Who is the last goalie to score an NHL goal? I'm going to start with Marcus. Pick oh, me. I'm, yeah, I'm going to start with Tyler. Pecorine. Fuck! Oh, yeah. I yes, I knew it was Pecorine, but I wasn't going to say it until he answered. 
<laughs> and I didn't know either. Yeah, I know you did it. That's why I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> oh, you fuck. think I wouldn't know that? Of course I, I know I that. I thought you guys might think somebody else has scored more recent. No, no, no. I want to point out, I haven't gotten a question wrong yet. Shut up. That was the first <laughs> one I got right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I ain't over here stealing everyone's answers. Yeah, right? Fuck. Okay, what goalie has the most goals in NHL history? The mo okay, can you tell me how many uh, they have? That's tough. Uh, Three. While, while you're doing this, I'm going to go look for another I question. think I know the answer. Did they play for the Yotes? If it's Carter Hutton, I'd piss myself. <laughs> okay, so he, his guess is Carter Hutton. No, it's not <laughs> Carter Hutton. <laughs> it's not the guess. That was Just not make the guess. a guess so I can say something. Uh, I don't have a guess. I'm I'm either right or I don't guess at all. I have no guess. No, you need to guess. Have to guess? Fuck. I don't know. I'll I'll say Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh. Dominic <laughs> Hadrick. I think it's Mike Smith. Fuck. It's Martin Broder. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Well. Uh, that was okay. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you get that right? No. Oh. What did you say? Dominic Hasek. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was Mike Smith. I could have sworn. I know he has at least two. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. Well, great job on that. Yeah, that, that was, was fun, fun, dude. I enjoyed that. That, that was yeah. good. Yeah, do trivia with the intern more often. That'll be your your homework for the week. Oh, homework. <laughs> <laughs> we coming back with. Yeah. In 1942, <laughs> who scored the seventh goal in the NHL? Ted Nikolai Habibulin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Ted Lindsay? <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, but next week when you come back with more trivia questions, why don't you join us up on the diving board? And then you can do a, uh, a trivia jump off the top of the diving trivia board jump. and land squarely in the inbox. How do you land squarely? I don't know. Everyone always asks me that. It just means like you, like, do you know what like being square is? Like when you're measuring something square, like yeah. in like carpentry? And what, yeah. do you like fold up like a box? No, it just means you're square to the sides of the pool. Like you're parallel. So it's like a pencil dive. No, it's like you're not, you're not landing like, like off or to the side or whatever. You're landing squarely in the middle of the pool. That sounds like the least fun like, jump you could do off a diving board. Also, you, that's like, you named it like, a trivia jump. And what is that? I thought it was just fu fuck and, this and that's segment. Like, I'm and, done with it. No, Next and, time, we're just going right into the inbox. We're not jumping. We're just going to be in the inbox. And well, That's not even how you jump square. square. Like The square is the edges. Like you're squaring That's the edges. You're not squaring the middle of nothing. Though. Yeah, but you're square to the middle. No, you're you, square. You can't, when you're measuring in carpentry, you can't be square to the middle. You're just squaring your edges, basically. Yes, but if you... Fuck this. I don't care. <laughs> We're in the inbox. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a turn of phrase. I've heard it growing up. What do you want from me? Anyway, now we're in the inbox. Uh, thanks for sending us your questions. We have quite a few this week, but let's get to a few of them. Don't know how many we'll be able to get to. though. No, we are going to have to cut out most of them. We got a big response this week, so thank you guys for that. Mm -hmm. I think we should However, let's, the let's, let's get the one from Dr. Jiggle Juice out of the way right now. Who, <laughs> Dr. Who? Jiggle Juice just says, Penis? Penis! <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Um... <laughs> Wow, yeah, these are a lot of questions that are really deep and in-depth and would take a long time to answer. So let's knock out some of the smaller ones right off the bat. How was your Anton's pasta? Delicious. <laughs> it was very good. I would recommend it to anyone. But as we figured out, get there at 5.15. 
Because 5.15, you walk into the restaurant without a single person in front of you. You sit down and eat. By 5.30, you are lined up for like a block. All right. So get there, early. Get there at 5.15 or earlier, people. Shout out Anton's. Take your grandparents. Yeah, Anton's. We should see if Anton's will sponsor us. How complete of a team is Ottawa now that they've added Tyler Mott? Still Stanley Cup champions. Who's, I feel like everyone talked at the same time and said something different. I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it was just me and Marcus, and we had the complete opposite answer. <laughs> okay. I, I think he was the missing piece. I, I think they, they go for the glory this year. With the what defensive core? <laughs> and gold Tyler Mott. And Chikrin. They don't have Chikrin. Not yet. They have Shabbat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're getting Patrick Kane. <laughs> what everyone you, is. Who do you think is going to lead the Canucks in scoring this year? Goals? Yes, Do not Goals. say Kuzmenko. <laughs> Kuzmenka. Andre Kuzmenka is going to lead Kuzmenka. the gosh darn team in scoring, and JT Miller is going to lead the team in points with 116. I think that's so specific and yeah. also odd. Why? 116 is a lot. Well, he's going to get it. You just watch, put money yeah. on it. 116 is like top couple in the league numbers. Yeah, breakout season. He's got his new contract. He's feeling good. I, He's going to snipe from center. What I will say is I do see him having the best season of his career because for the first time in his career, he's going to have actual line mates. Yeah, because Mecca's scoring 40 yeah. on well, his line. Let's, we'll see about that. But I, I think his total is going to go up. I still do think, though, that Pedersen will lead the team in goals. Bo Horvat's going to lead it. How confident in goals or points? In goals. Really? Yep. How confident are you in Spencer Martin should Demko get injured? It's tough to say because he has limited NHL experience, but from what we have seen from him, he looks really solid. So I would say you definitely don't want to be riding him in the playoffs or anything, but say Demko's out for a week or two in the regular season. Yeah, I, I think at this point I would trust him. Couldn't be any worse than Halak. Yeah, that I would well, agree yeah. with. For mm. me, it's just like this is his first season where he's actually going to have a regular NHL position. And I would not be riding this guy any more than you absolutely have to be. Yeah. Because you do not want to burn him out. You don't want to destroy his confidence. You know what I mean? Like, I would say even as far as if Demko gets injured, you look at bringing somebody in. Really, eh? Yeah. I think that does more well, they have morale. Sorry? Like, uh... Like Demko gets injured and then you bring in another goalie that just shows that you don't trust the goaltending. And yeah. that's just gonna diminish him. I say you just let him ride. I don't yeah. know, but you don't want to throw him into a situation he's not prepared for. But then you also have Silovs, who's waiting in the wings. Silovs is like twenty three and he's like barely had any even minor league experience. Silovs is gonna be unreal. I, if I if you if you good. take Silovs and throw him in the net, you're doing what they did to Mikey DiPietro a few years ago. No, I, I think he's further and, along than DiPietro is. Threw him into a game and he got scored on seven times yeah, by the, the Sharks. Game. Yeah, and <laughs> that was half of the yeah, game. But that was also a Sharks team that was still pretty decent and a Canucks team that was bottom five in the league. Like, yeah, it sounds bad getting lit up seven one by the Sharks now, but four years ago that wasn't really. I mean, it was still pretty bad. With the Canucks in win-now mode, how far into the playoffs do you realistically see them getting this year? Second, Second round. round. Third. Nah. Absolutely. The top okay, the well, here's, here's the way I look at it. Do we think that they can beat any team in the Western except for one? Yes. No. No. no not in, in a seven-game series, could, could they beat any team in the Western Conference other than one team? Yes. Anything could happen. I disagree. If they make it to the third round this year... 
I will be jumping for joy because that implies a Stanley Cup is imminent because our our product is it. Yeah, it does. No, Dude, no. you got it. Listen, hey, before, the Vegas Golden Knights, Dallas like, Stars, the New York Islanders. Like, right? No. Okay, but but none of but what all those teams do not have in common with the Canucks is that the Canucks are in that cycle of the rebuild where they're on the uphill, right? Look, what did we talk about at the whole beginning of this episode? That our goaltending is great. Our offense is great. Our defense is a major problem. That tells me if they make it to the third round this year, they are one problem solve away from being in the finals. That's what that tells me. Patrick Kane. Patrick He's Kane. not a defender. So you think with one good defenseman, we can beat the Colorado Avalanche? Maybe two. Maybe two. But then yes, then yes. And one of them being Chris Tanev. Okay, here's the thing, Possibly. guys. Possibly. <laughs> here's the Possibly. thing. Possibly. When we did our rankings for the Central, I put Colorado at number one because everyone they just, did. They just, right, yeah, everyone yeah. did. Mainly because they won the Stanley Cup and they've got a fantastic offensive core and solid defensing. And defensive. no one else in that division comes close to what they are. Their they goaltender is Alex Gorgiev, okay? The Colorado Avalanche are not some giant killers, okay? They're not the same team they were last year. They are beatable. They are very, very beatable, right? The idea for me to think that the Canucks can't make it to the third round, and if they do, it's some a miracle, you got to stop, man. This is the best team they've had for a long time, and there's a strong chance this is the best team they're going to have for a long time. I know no. you don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that, but you might have to actually come to grips with the you fact think that this that is could their be peak. true. You think they could be peaking right now well, with I mean, no I, defense? I think, I think they could be plateauing and being like a top team. Is, That's what I'm as talking long about. As, as long as the players play their position properly, they, they steal a few games and they outscore the opposing team because they have a lot of depth scoring. This, this, might, this team could score a lot. Yeah. And this might be as good as the team gets. I don't see that. But I mean, can't of course be. not, because you were a fan of the team. You want them to get better. You want them to win the Right, Cup. but I'm also but you a have to pessimistic be... fan. I've watched them hurt me before. I'm watching them. I'm analyzing them. I don't see this being as good as they get. And if it is, they can take my season tickets. Well, no, this this <laughs> you don't you don't know what this season's gonna bring. This season, everyone could click. They could be an unstoppable team. Or they could fall apart. Or they're not so falling that, apart. So that's what we're just saying is like this could be the best Canucks team. Maybe Pedersen, maybe Besser, maybe they all take that step. And maybe they all just come out and Pedersen scores 40 because Menko scores 40. Miller gets 116 points. Like, and Horvat, they both get 116? No, not Horvat. Horvat, <laughs> Horvat gets 80 points. Like, If you have a team where this happens, this could be where they plateau. What you guys are all forgetting, though, it doesn't matter how good the Canucks are because they still have other teams in the division that are better than them. Like, uh, you're yeah. saying, like you're saying that like this is the best Canucks team that we've seen in a while. This is the best Oilers team we've seen in a while. It is. And the best Flames team we've seen in a while. Maybe. Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> the best Oilers team and debatably the best Flames teams that we've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. Both of those teams, I think, take the Canucks out in a seven-game series. This could I, be I the best Kraken team that we've ever seen. I think the Oilers. Yeah, this is absolutely going to be the best Kraken team we've ever seen. But no, for one, I think... <laughs> 
Wait, did I miss a joke or did no? No, 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 no. It was funny. Oh, you guys like that? Okay. Well, that was his joke. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just repeated it louder. I knew that was weird. So like, we never laugh at things Jake says. Exactly. I'm not funny. But so the 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 thing that I think a lot of people are forgetting when it comes to the Oilers is Jack Campbell's their goalie, and we have no idea what he's going to be like. He's going to be better than Mike fucking Smith. I disagree. Okay. Well, then you're an idiot. If you think a guy that just went to the KHL, or no, he didn't even make it to the KHL. He went to some other weird European league. If you think Jack Campbell is going to be worse than that, you're fucked. Okay, well, (laughs) Mike Smith was in Edmonton for like five years. And And he let in a goal from his own end. (laughs) Yeah, from center. But no, I don't think Mike Smith was really that bad. And I think Jack Campbell is that bad. You know, maybe in his last year he was old. Mike Smith and Jack Campbell are on the same level. I think this I think Jack this Campbell. This is not a debatable no, no. thing. Debatable. This is not. They're not in the same universe. No, no, no. Man. I, I do hear where he's coming from. Where Jack Campbell got carried by a very offensive team. No, hundred percent. What do you mean? No, that's just no. a fact. No, he got carried by that team with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The the scores were like what? Like two one three two five nothing. There was a five nothing game. Yeah, for one but, of the games. But the li- like for the first four games, the Lightning were not shooting the puck. They didn't have a lot of great offensive chances. Mm-hmm. They were kind of throwing the puck from everywhere, like outside. And he's a good goalie. I mean, Mike Smith played well some games. Like against Calgary, he played well. Yeah. Other than game one. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no universe where you can say Mike Smith and Jack Campbell are even remotely close. Yeah, look, the whole point goal. the whole point I was trying to make with that is just that I think Mike Smith, in the he kind of as he aged, he got a lot worse very fast. But all like all in all, I think Mike Smith was a steadier, stronger goalie um, in in a larger sample size than Jack Campbell. Okay, Jack well, Campbell, just wait. <laughs> Jack Campbell was not a starting goalie in the National Hockey League until last season, right? And his no. number, yes, yes. Last season wasn't his first season with the Leafs, but it, it was, was his, his first, first season starting. starting. He started the when he got traded to the Leafs. Freddie was their starter, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and then Jack Campbell took over as a starter. Yeah, but okay, that was the well, first time he ever started, and yeah. it was only for like 15 games. Yeah, mm. Spencer Martin started when Demko got hurt, right? But he's not a starter. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, okay, The thing is, is I think way too many Oilers fans, and fans in general, are putting way too much on the Edmonton Oilers when Jack Campbell has done nothing to prove himself, right? I will happily eat my words if he comes out and contends for, contests for the Vesna. I don't see it happening, but... Some people in Edmonton and all around the NHL seem to think that he's going to be this great goalie. I don't see it happening. Also, the Edmonton defense isn't really that strong to begin with. They've got some of the best forwards in the league, including the best forward in the league, and they're going to be a great team. But I really want to stop hearing all these people writing off the Pacific and saying it's going to Edmonton. It's not. It's a competition. It's still very much up in the air. And I think that the Canucks this season have a better shot at the Pacific than they ever have had in in this modern era, if you want to call it, for the Canucks, right? Than they like I said, than they ever have. So don't write them off just yet. Don't hand the, the Pacific to the Oilers, and certainly don't hand them to the Calgary Flames either. Okay. I can agree that the Pacific <laughs> is up in the air. I haven't seen Jake fight for the Canucks ever, yeah, so that was, that was, that was great. Speech, though. No, I just I, I've I've seen a lot of moves be made here, and I'm really high on what they've done. And I would not say this if I didn't think it was true. I'm not really that big of a Canucks fan, but I think that they have a real big chance here. And I think Canucks fans, which I know there's a lot of them that listen to this podcast, should be high on the Canucks too. They've got a real chance here. Get behind them. And they've got Andre Kosmenka. <laughs> they do. <laughs> anyway, there's no guarantees. Um, so obviously, 
Take the salt with a grain of salt, but I think you should be very high on the Canucks this year. I'm excited to rank. The I Pacific. am very high. Yeah, the, the Pacific's gonna be fun to rank. <laughs> I'm higher than a motherfucker. <laughs> However, there may be no guarantees when it comes to the Pacific, but there is one guarantee with this podcast. We always end it in the same way, and that's with Tyler's surprise headline. The fuck was that? that was I don't know. I was thinking we could try something different, but no. it just felt weird. Start it again. But I have to try to find a way to work in the word time. This is why being the host sucks all the time because, like, I, I have like times I do. Well, speaking of the time, <laughs> I think it's time for Tyler's surprise headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. This week is not going to be like last week. We got no fried chicken. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. But we do have an Arizona man who was arrested for stealing his neighbor's grass. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I'm, I'm trying to think of. So I guess logically, <laughs> this would have to be like rolls of grass that were like freshly put down that he like rolled back up and took away. You would think so. but no this man literally took a knife and was cutting squares out of his neighbors and just taking the dirt and the grass and trying to replant it in his own lawn in his own lawn this guy's genius yeah i was just gonna say that's a that's a good money move (laughs) too bad grass doesn't grow like that (laughs) if you were stealing sod that's one thing because it's just like rolls that are already like set but like when you're planting grass, you literally pull the grass up and it's just like dirt. Yeah. So the grass dealer. <laughs> so like I guess he must have had like a shovel too or something to get under it because like if you're just going with a knife and cutting squares of dirt, you still have to like <laughs> scrape the roots out from the bottom. Well, grass doesn't really have roots. It have you never heard of grass roots before? Isn't yeah, that a- no grass does not have roots. It has to. It's a plant. Grass has roots. <laughs> it's not like tree roots. No, no grass like, roots. <laughs> it's yeah, grass. That's like barely root. It's barely what? A root. It's a root. So, so that implies it is a root. Barely, though. What do you mean as a root? How can it barely be? I don't know what a root canal is. I don't know what a root beer is. <laughs> that is true. None of these roots are relevant. And we have root beer flavored beaver buzz. We do. Beaver buzz. Thank you for supporting the boys. <laughs> They make a root beer flavor? They sure Dude, do. They, all the flavors are sitting oh, out there. You seen I haven't seen them yet. There's a Saskatchewan yeah. flavor. Saskatoon berry. Saskatoon berry. Saskatchewan flavored. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, damn. I've always wondered what coal ash tastes like. I've always wondered what corn and diesel tastes like. Better than you think. No, I'm just kidding. Is that a little sadness I'm tasting? Because people... The great, the yeah, great the Winnipeg joke. depression. <laughs> That'd be Manitoba. Winnipeg is not in Saskatchewan, my friend. I, I know, yeah. but it's very depressing. Do they have a Manitoba flavor? No, I don't think so. They have one that doesn't have a flavor, and I'm willing to bet that's the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this tastes like Winnipeg. All right, well, that's been a fun episode, but why don't we wrap things up? Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, if you want to find us on social media, we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. That's right. We're on YouTube <laughs> at the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Uh, or you can find Tyler and all his crazy social media antics at, what is it again? Vancouver Boys underscore. Wait, why? On Twitter. Why? Because 
Vancouver Boys podcast was too long to be a Twitter handle. Uh, wouldn't let me right. put in that many characters. That's right. So, so instead, Tyler's at Vancouver Boys underscore. Not affiliated with us in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Ciao. <laughs> What's wrong with Ciao?